Hey guys, welcome back to another session of Motivational Monday. Today we're talking about mindset and how it impacts your life and my life. And so I want to share with you a moment in my life that really made a huge impact for me. And so I was 14 years old and, you know, we had moved from El Monte, California to Baldwin Park. And um, my father, my stepfather had us busy, us three boys, George, Victor, and myself. And he'd always create these I don't know, these days and weekends where we're completely busy working around the house, even if there wasn't anything to do. He would literally invent things just to keep us occupied. You know, in retrospect, I think that he felt like he was raising boys, and so we had to have this work ethic. And, um, and now I thank him for it. But back then, we were pissed because, you know, on every Saturday, we had to either paint the house, interior, exterior, cut trees down, uh, move rocks from one place to the other just for the sake of staying busy and the uh, the famous one is always working on the cars my dad was an auto mechanic and this one Saturday I was underneath the car with him we we're changing the starter on our uh, 1966 Chevy Nova so here I am underneath the car I don't want to be there but you know I'm working with my dad next thing you know I hear a ball bouncing and there's a ball bouncing coming up to the driveway. And I'm thinking, cool. I know that's my boy, right? He's going to save me. He's going to say, hey, let's go play ball, right? So sure enough, it's Hector. And he says, hey, OP, let's play some basketball. And I look over at my dad under the car. And he just gives me this stare like, don't even think about it. And I said, man, I, I can't. I can't play. He says, dude, are you serious? Let's just play for a few minutes. And you'll come back. You can still do what you're doing. And I knew. I had to say no again. So I said, no, I can't. I just can't make it, man. So like half hour later, I'm underneath the car with my dad and I'm just pissed. I'm upset. I'm pissed off that I didn't go get to have fun because now I feel like I'm being ripped off of my teenage years. But he had said to me, you know, what's with the attitude? You know? Uh, and I said, dad, I don't like working on cars. I don't like being a mechanic. I don't like it. And so he said to me, you know what? You just need to go inside the house. Go inside the house and don't come out. And he had never done that before. So I knew he was serious. At the same time, I had never really reacted on anything he said, except this time I did. And so I grabbed my towel and I just threw it onto the garage floor and I started like stomping into the house. And he comes out from underneath the, the car as I open the door. He says, hey, Opie, let me ask you a question. He says, what's gonna happen when you have a family and your car breaks down. Since you don't like working on cars, who's going to fix it? Without skipping a beat, man, I said, I'm going to take it to the car dealership. And he says, the car dealership? Are you kidding me? And he starts laughing so hard, you would have thought that I told the funniest Mexican joke, man. So as I'm walking in the house, right, my mother's in the kitchen, and he's following me now. Now he says, hey, Julieta, you know what Opie just said? Opie said that when he gets older... He's going to take his car to the car dealership to get worked on as if he could ever afford to pay someone $25 an hour to work on their car. And this is 20 some years ago. So $25 an hour back then was huge, right? But he keeps laughing. I storm to my room. I go into my room and I'm pissed. I'm frustrated, man. Like, I'm tired of being poor. I'm tired of, of having to do everything all the time and still come up short. Here's an example. Like, 
I would have to wear my brother, my older brother's hand-me-down clothes from the year before and wear his Levi's the next year in school. And shoes, man, we got two pairs of shoes a year. That's it, beginning of school and Christmas. And we had to make it work. And I'd be making, I'd be made fun of at school for my shoes. And all that frustration, I'm just like, fuck this, man. I hate it. I hate being poor. And I don't want that. And I'm just, I'm just pissed off. So I don't come out of my room at all the whole day and night. My mother would come pray with us every night. And I'm pretending like I'm sleeping. And she's in my room. And she whispers in my ear. And she says, hey, mijo, you can do anything that you set your mind to. We serve a mighty God. And at that moment, I don't know what it was, man. I thought, holy crap, man. Like, I get it. Like, it hit me. And I felt comforted. I felt secure. I felt special. And at that point, I knew, man. I knew, like, you know, I don't know what it's going to take. Like, I don't know what I'm going to have to do. But I know that I will not grow up poor. I will not be poor growing up. And that was like, it was like the confidence that was instilled in me. Like, okay, there's hope. There's hope for me, man. And that was the moment that really impacted my life. And I share this with you because maybe you have something in your life. Maybe someone has, you know, squashed on your dream or someone has told you that you're not good enough or someone has told you that you can't do it. And so at that moment for me, I had two options. Number one, believe what I was going through. We were broke, man. We couldn't afford much. And the other option was to believe the inspiration that I was given by my mother. Like, do I believe this or do I believe that? It's much easier to stay here because this is my reality. This is what I'm going through. I'm living physically every single day. Here, the inspiration is more of a dream, right? More of a vision, more of your mental space. And that, my friends, that is where the juice is. If you live in that realm and you own it and you know without a shadow of a doubt, like you can transform this vision, these dreams into reality. Here's the tricky part. You may not know how to do it. I didn't. But don't let that be your stumbling block. Too often, we are so close to getting what we want, but because we can't see it, we give up on it. And for me, it took a while for the path to actually show up. But when it did, man, I freaking executed. I dove in so hard, no one was able to work more than me. I outworked everybody. And I said, I got this, man. Like, I see now a way for me to get out of being broke and being poor, and I will not have that for my life, nor do I want it for my kids and my family. And so I would tell you, keep your dream alive. Don't let people squash it. Last message here is the people that tell you you can't do it, they're not bad people. My father had good intentions. Your parents, your professors, some of these people that may be squashing your dreams, they don't do it maliciously. Some of them just don't know. But it's up to you to differentiate whether it's going to be a seed that you're going to accept or a seed that you're not going to accept. It's all in your mind as to what you're going to do with it. So take charge of what goes in your mind. Make things happen. Until next time, peace.